guitar is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out The Big Rap Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. Be sure to check out G1 on Facebook and on G1Reads.com. Their G1 Platinum Chanter and G1 Platinum Reads famously played by the 2016 Champion of Champions in Verarian District. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, hello, what about you? How are you? Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. Another week, another podcast. Yeah, and it's been a crazy, crazy busy week. In the piping world this past week. Uh, crazy. Would not be an understatement. I really don't know where to start. If you guys were to see the script I have put together for this podcast. Visual jokes on a podcast. Look at this. Uh, I don't know. But we will muscle our way through. We've got loads to talk about in the podcast. As always, it's been a crazy busy week. But... Yeah, as with every podcast, we normally kick off with some listener mail. Now, if you're new to the podcast, welcome along. Hi. Thank you to all the new listeners. It seems to be, with each and every episode that we upload, uh, there seems to be a whole plethora of new people are just tuning in for the first time and go, Ah, Rob, just found your podcast, mate. This is brilliant. And you know what? Yeah, I love having new guys joining us in, and then they go back and listen to old episodes, you know, and then they're joining in the conversation, like they're talking about stuff that we talked about weeks ago, (laughs) you know, and it's brilliant, you know, if anything, I might do this in the future, actually do a bit of a recap on some of the old topic of the weeks, and yeah, because a lot of opinions are flying around, a lot of people have a lot to say on some of the topics that we've brought up. You know, um, so yeah, that might be something we could do. We could do like a a bit of a recap, I suppose. I don't know. But anyway, welcome to all of our new listeners. And for you guys, our subscribers and our followers on Podbean, welcome. Yes, because if you have subscribed, of course, you will get a notification to say, Bing, Rabbis talked about piping again for another hour or so, so... <laughs> <laughs> Grant, if anything, I really appreciate everyone who downloads every episode, plus you guys who have been dropping comments and reviews and stuff on iTunes. You have no idea how much that means to us here in the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. If you haven't yet, please do go along to iTunes, uh, if you have to use iTunes, and drop us a wee, oh yeah, a wee review. Just say, oh, the, the, the podcast is great. You know, it's grand. Or, if you don't like it, you can slate it all you want, that's fine. But, yeah, don't, don't bother pushing up. <laughs> Completely biased. Only joking, only joking, of course. But, yeah, feel free, give us a five-star review and say how great we are. That would be really, really appreciated. If you enjoy anything we do in the podcast, that would be great. Well, right. Listener mail. This is a feature now I've been running for this past two, three weeks now and has proven to be ever more popular. I complained about one week where we didn't get any mail really for a week and then I regretted it ever since because the mail has just went nuts. So bear with me, I will be doing my best to get through every single piece of listener mail that you guys send in. Now I'm not going to go through all of the emails that I got in talking about previous shows. As I said earlier, we'll probably do a bit of a recap show and we'll go back and we'll visit some of the previous topics of the week that we've been talking about throughout this past, I don't know how long now, well, 15 weeks. So yeah, we'll probably do a bit of a recap show. 
so we'll catch up with listener mail with them. So, yeah, let's get on to some listener mail for this week, will we? Grant, this one came in from Tracy McMullen. What about you, Tracy? She says, I've been with the podcast from episode one. Brilliant. Thank you, Tracy. And she looks forward to them every week. Ah. As a new piper in the United States, your podcast makes me feel closer to those common interests. I live in a tiny town in far west Texas. Wow. There you go. And there are only two of us in a town of a few thousand. Two pipers, I presume, Tracy? Yeah. So, yeah. And thank you for bringing the world of piping to us. Not a problem. I am encouraged to continue my piping journey through your weekly podcasts and have even caught a few live broadcasts. Awesome, thank you. You've reached across the seas and made the distance seem closer. Thank you for your words, your topics and the unspoken encouragement. Tracy McMillan. Thank you, Tracy. That was awesome. And yeah, I can just feel my head swelling with pride. It's just, oh, look how awesome Rab is. <laughs> but no, it's awesome to hear stuff like that. You know, I really appreciate it. Especially if you've managed to catch the live show that we do over on Fuse FM and Balamoney. Like, that's fantastic. Like, uh, Fuse FM is essentially a community-based radio station which broadcasts to a community in Northern Ireland, in the northwest of Northern Ireland specifically. But it also broadcasts online. You can go and listen to it online, live, as it happens here in Northern Ireland. So, yeah, the address, bigrabshow.com. Just click on Listen Live. And yeah, you'll get sent through to Fuse FM and you'll be able to tune in and listen. Plus, people have been kind of confused about the live show. How can I listen to you on my mobile device? Well, there is an app called TuneIn. T-U-N-E-I-N. That simple. You can download it. It's completely free. Now, there is a version that's a premium version. And it does ask you for money and all that sort of stuff. That's not the one you want. You want the free one. <laughs> <laughs> because we're all kind of tight-fisted, aren't we? But yeah, there is a free version, of course. And all you do is search for the radio station that we're on. And that's Fuse FM Balamoney. And yeah, it's 7pm here in the UK. Every Tuesday, you guys can tune in. You have to work out the time difference from where you are. Depending on where you're listening to this, of course. It could be worldwide. But yeah, <clears throat> just on the show last night, actually, we had a guest on, the Glenn Baxter. And he was playing a storm. He had brought the pipes with him, playing a good few tunes live in the studio. And it was great. People were tuning in. And what I found is that people were tuning in actually from all over the world. There was ones who was tuning in all the way from Australia, New Zealand. Those guys, of course, from the States and Canada. And we found the time difference between everybody was just incredible. With us, it was about 7.30pm in the afternoon. But over in Australia, it was like 5am. Or something like that. It was crazy. Like These guys were sitting eating their breakfast as we were all sitting talking about pipe bands. Very crazy stuff. But if you want to, you can listen to the show live. And we do two hours worth of live radio where, you know, we answer the messages. We talk about things. You know, it's kind of a two-way conversation. People text in and all of this kind of... It's great. It's really enjoyable. If you haven't caught the live show yet, go and catch it. I would urge you to go and do so. And Tracy has done so. So thank you, Tracy, for emailing in. Glad you enjoy the podcasts and also the live show. Really glad you enjoyed that. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, Brian has emailed in. So he said, you got this past week's podcast right. Oh, okay. Brian is talking about last week's 
topic of the week where we were talking about media and piping so bagpipes and the media so he says i'm 100 right he says i too get very bothered by the media's portrayal of bagpipes i am not sure if it's an ignorance problem or if the media chooses it for an easy laugh either way i love the podcast keep up the great work if you could please give a shout out to my bagpipe teachers band in the heathen highlanders out in salt lake city utah that would be great so there you go. There's a shout out to you. <laughs> All the way out there in Salt Lake City in Utah. Wow. That's incredible. We're definitely getting a bit of an international audience today, I think. So, hi, Brian. Thanks a million for sending in your email. Much appreciated, pal. Now, I also said on last week's podcast that my chosen kind of method of communication on the show would be voicemail. I asked you guys if you can and you have the time Record a little quick voicemail, send it in an email to us here at bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, Aaron was the first person ever on the Big Rab Show to send a voicemail, and thanks, Aaron. But yes, we have more voicemail to bring you on this week's show. And this is one from a good mate of the show, Noel Blake. Oh, Rab. Just following up on your uh, request for voicemails and possible subjects that you might like to discuss on the podcast. I have one that's uh, close and dear to my heart, uh, and that is the ability of disabled players um, being able to play and being accommodated in the pipe band competition scene. I personally am in a uh, wheelchair most of the time for mobility reasons. I have been playing for uh, on and off for almost 40 years. Uh, last five years, my mobility has been limited to a wheelchair. I am tutoring a uh, band, Golden City Pipe Band here in uh, Victoria. Australia, uh, quite successfully tutoring the band. The band's doing quite well in grade 4A. And it's something that crosses my mind quite often is the uh, inability or apparent inability for me to be able to go and play in the competition scene uh, in pipe bands. I don't think it's uh, just Australia. I think it's something that's worldwide. Uh, hasn't been... Um, I'm not sure it has been looked at all that seriously. I do understand that uh, there are allowances for people with um, uh, injured uh, legs... Standing up, I know here in Australia I've seen it several times myself, people standing up uh, in a circle while the band marches up to them to play their competition piece. I think that's great. Um, I just wonder how we would accommodate uh, a person like myself in a wheelchair that wanted to play. Um, I play the pipes. Uh, I play regularly uh, sitting in my wheelchair. Um, probably play to a reasonable grade 4 standard. 
I think it's uh, something that should perhaps be given some consideration. Um, I'm not sure how it can be accommodated, but uh, perhaps it's something that the associations from the top down need to take a look at, whether they can be handled in uh, the same way as a person with a with an injured leg, whether they park themselves in the circle and the band plays up to them, whether they have the ability for someone to uh, push them in the band up to the circle whilst playing normally. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think it's something that could be given some thought and I think it's something that you may like to take on board and uh, start a discussion with your listeners and just see where it leads. Thanks, Rab. Appreciate your time, appreciate your show, the podcast, and uh, everything you do for us. Thank you, mate. Bye. Wow. What about that? Thank you, Noel. Thank you very much for sending us the voicemail. Really appreciate it. And you know what? That is a really, really good question. And if anything, I probably, again, wouldn't be able to do it justice without dedicating a whole podcast to it. It's a massive topic area. Uh, and one that could possibly be a topic of the week. I think you're 100% correct. I'll do my best, though, to give you my kind of stare on it, to be honest. He's also, Noel has sent a follow-up email to his question. He says, I just wanted to clarify the fact that he tutors drummers, not pipers. There you go. He didn't mention that in his voicemail. So he just wanted to, yeah, he wanted to let people know <laughs> he's a grade four piper tutoring drummers. So he says his piping, piping ability but not stretch the tutoring, unfortunately. But no, thank you, mate. I really appreciate the voicemail. Now, let's get on to your question. Disabled people having access to piping and drumming competitions and pipe bands. Do you know, it's such a large area. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of difficult to address. Now, from my own experience, I'll talk from my own experience in pipe bands. I was a lead drummer for a good number of years, and in my drum corps at one time, I had a guy who was profoundly deaf. Yeah, couldn't hear a thing, and communicated via sign language. If anything, it prompted a lot of the guys in the corps to learn sign language so we could communicate with this guy. So I thought, you know, obviously with being profoundly deaf, how could you compete at a competitive level? Well, what I found is that this guy done every, everything visually. And he was a tenor drummer at the time. And as you guys know, tenor drumming can be extremely visual. It's all to do with the flourishing and, you know, on the beating and everything and that too. But taking the time to coach this guy and show him how to play, possibly one of the strongest drummers I had in the core, you know. Um, So, yeah, I've known people who have been profoundly deaf. I've also known people to be partially sighted. In fact, sometimes even blind and be be in pipe bands. I've also known, even still now today, I know people who have lost limbs, people, you know, no arms, you know, some guys have no legs, no, lost one leg, maybe two, uh, you know, and yeah, they all still compete with pipe bands. I do think disability, yeah, under the rule book, I'm not entirely sure if there is allowances made for disabled people. I do think there should be, though. I think, Noel, you mentioned there in your voicemail that, you know, someone who has, say, a hip replacement or something like that, they were allowed to stand in the circle and the band marched towards them. Now, I've seen that happen before, you know, in various different cases and for various different reasons. Um, And also, I've seen people who have, you know, missing limbs and different things, 
you know, there's been certain allowances made for them on the day by the competition organisers. But as far as anything official in the rule book goes, I'm not certain. I don't know if there's anything set in stone to say, what, you know, what kind of adjustments or allowances could be made for disabled people. It's a very good question, Noel. And, <laughs> yeah, one that I really can't do justice to, to be honest. Um, I have a limited experience of it. As I say, I had this one guy in my drum corps who was, yeah, profoundly deaf. But... You know, you wouldn't have known it had he had been standing there. You would have thought, that's just another guy. Because he was playing along with everyone and playing perfectly, I might add, too. And, yeah, it's just really, it's a tough topic area because, as I say, there's nothing clear in the rule book. You know, I don't think, anyway. So I'm going to have to look into this, to be honest. I think your question kind of revolves around wheelchair users. You did notice, you'd note yourself that you, you know, were wheelchair, in a wheelchair due to mobility issues. And, yeah, I don't know if I have seen anyone in a competitive band, you know, go on with someone in a wheelchair. It's a very good question. You know, whether you could allow someone, to, you know, to push that someone into the circle, or, again, will someone sit in the chair in the band march up to them? It's a good question. I really don't know. Is the, is the very short answer to it and all. Um, but one I will raise. I will definitely lift the phone and ring our association and RSPBA HQ and see if they can give me a steer on it because it's quite a, good, quite a good question. As far as venues and, you know, locations for competitions and things like that, I'm not sure if, you know, complete alliances are made for wheelchair users or people with mobility issues. Um, I do know, you know, that at most things, most competitions and stuff, there are, you know, disabled loos and different things like that, you know. But as far as most of the competitions I go to are all in big open fields and... Yeah, with having a wheelchair and that and, you know, trying to get around a, a muddy field sometimes, it could be a real pain on the backside. So, I don't know. It's a very valid question, Noel. And one, I think, has a lot of different arms to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could address one topic, uh, one question, and then a hundred others sprout up behind it. You know what I mean? It is a very big topic area. And... One I think I would like to bring to the association. So, yeah. Thank you for your question, Noel. Really appreciate it. And, yeah, if you guys out there want to send us in a voicemail, please do. I definitely love to hear from you. Um, because, as well as listening to me, you get to hear your own voice as well on the podcast. So, please do. Send us in voicemails. Let us know that you're listening. Even if it is just to say hi. Uh, Hello, this is John. I'm listening to you. Uh, I don't know, doing stuff in my tractor. I don't know. <laughs> what am I talking about? Yeah, but send us in a voicemail. If you have a question, I'll do my best to answer it from my own experience. But also, if I don't know the answer, I will try to find out for you. Now, Aaron, you had asked about um, the learning journey as well. I have been trying to arrange various meetings with the Piping and Drumming School here in Northern Ireland. So I hope to have a question for you short, or an answer to your question shortly. But yes, the wheels have started moving. I do hope to have a comprehensive answer on the learning journey. There you go, because it's very true. Every paper has a different learning journey. And yeah, I think I want to dedicate a proper podcast to address that question. And Noel, on your question as well about access for disabled people, 
I think that deserves a proper podcast on its own as well. So a great question, Noel. Thanks very much again for yeah sending me in your voicemail. And if you guys want to, please do. Feel free, message me in, and I'll do my best to get back to you. Right, that's it for listener mail. As I said, I do want to do like a proper podcast and revisiting some of the old topic of the weeks. So I did get a lot of responses in about previous podcasts about topic of the week. You know, talking about bagpipes in the media, for example. There was another one on pipe band finance. There, uh, what was the other one? There was another big topic that seemed to draw a lot of attention. Uh, I can't remember now. But, but yeah, I got a load of emails about it. So yeah, if you haven't... Go through our back catalogue. If you're new to the podcast, go through. There's a load in there. Plus, one of the ones I'd probably say would I highlight is whenever I hung out with the Chili Pipers. That was awesome. I think I brought that interview here to the podcast quite early, actually. So, yeah, worth worth checking out. The guys from the Chili Pipers give a great interview. <clears throat> Plus, I got to meet such legends as Mr. Eric Ward when I went down to Blairian District Band Practice. That in itself was worth checking out. So, <clears throat> yeah. Go and check out our back catalogue because we will be doing a recap episode very soon. Right, time for the piping news. As I'm recording this, it is the 26th of April 2017. So, this previous weekend, the Ulster Solos happened. Yes, probably the big event in the solo calendar. This side of the piping season, the Ulster Solos happened. So... Yeah, let's go through some of the results. Don't worry, I'm not going to give you a first, second, third, fourth of each and every grade. But yeah, I'll give you a brief rundown as to what happened. So the Peabrook B went to Beth Preston. Of course, Piper with the place service for Northern Ireland. And she also managed to win the under-16 piping category as well. So well done, Beth. Um, Peabrook A went to Ashley McMichael of the Field Marshal Montgomery. So well done, Ashley. Ashley's also Piper of the Year 2017. So yeah, there you go. Lifting the Peabrook title as well, Ashley. Well done. Junior piping went to Alistair Donaghy of the Field Marshal Montgomery Pipe Band. You're starting to notice a bit of a trend here. <laughs> well done, Alistair. Well done. So the intermediate piping went to, no, not a field marshal piper. Intermediate piping went to Sean Maloney of Kloss Kelt. So well done, Sean. Senior piping then went to Ashley McMichael of the field marshal Montgomery. There you go. So Ashley managed to win the Peabrook A grade as well as the senior piping. So well done, Ashley. He cleaned up. Medals all over the place. Now, let's look at the drumming. The drumming, junior drumming, went to Matthew McCahan of Kloss Kelt. There you go. Kloss Kelt had a good weekend there at the Ulster Solos. The intermediate drumming went to Dean Smith of the Field Marshal Montgomery. And the senior drumming went to William Glenholms of the Vale of Ahel Pipe Band. Well done, William. So there you go. <clears throat> Definitely a packed house for the Ulster Solos. I have to say, if you had seen any of the videos at all that we had on the Rab Show Facebook page, we were managing to provide live streaming throughout the day. We caught loads of different performances, along with the full list of results as they were reading them out. So, yeah, you can go onto the Rab Show Facebook page. They're all up there. So go and check them out. I would urge you some amazing music. Now, I haven't mentioned the bass drumming. There was an open bass drumming competition that was held as well. So that was won by Aaron McElwain of Kloss Kelt. Well done, sir. Well, well deserved. If anything, great run. I didn't catch it until after the competition itself. So I think it was maybe a day or two after whenever I first seen it. And yeah, well deserved. Well played. 
Now, Grade 1 tenor drumming went to Danielle Hamilton of Inverary. So well done, Danielle. She lifted the Ulster solo tenor drumming title. There you are. Not too shabby. So, as I say, a really packed event. I think it was kind of wall-to-wall as far as start times to end times. There was no real breaks, you know, so well done to everyone for competing. I say, some of the grades were really, really tight, to be fair. Um... Definitely worth checking out, even some of the second or third place uh, performances, because some of the music in there was just incredible. You didn't make it easy for the judges, let me tell you. So, yeah, congratulations to everyone who took part in the Ulster solos. Well done. Right, there was other solo events and different things, indoor competitions and that as well. But because the Rab Show was involved in the Ulster Solos with providing live stream, those are the ones that we have the results for. If you want the full results for the Ulster Solos, Go to RSPBA NI for the whole results. All of the results are all up there for everyone's name. Plus, if you're looking results for some of the indoor competitions, they're also available on the RSPBA.org website. There you go. So all the results are all up there. Now, away from results. Grancha Pipe Band here from sunny Northern Ireland. They're holding their annual country and gospel concert. This, as I say, happens every year and normally draws a pretty large crowd. So it's going to be held in Dromore High School Friday the 28th of April, depending on when you're listening to this of course. Uh, doors open at a quarter to eight in the afternoon or the evening. Uh, tickets are a tenner and are available from any Pipe Bond member of Grantia Pipe Bond member I should say. So there you go. And it's featuring such acts as Country Harmony. I uh, don't know if Country Harmony can play bagpipes, but they're on there anyway. And Ashley McMichael. Of course, we were just chatting about him there. He's lifted the, the Ulster solo title, and he's lifted the Peabrook t- title as well, as well as being Piper of the Year 2017. And he's a current member of the current world champions, the Field Marshal Montgomery. So Ashley McMichael will be on stage, plus Grantia Pipe Band themselves. Now, we haven't heard anything from Grantia Pipe Band. So this could be a good chance to go and see them before they hit the grass to see possibly what they might be bringing to the competition circle. Mm, Could be worth checking out. Yeah, so there you go. That's the 28th of April. Tickets are tenor. Contact Grantia Pipe Band for details. Now, big news dropped on Sunday. And it's kind of bittersweet. Now, we'll start off with the good news. Okay, so... Congratulations has to go to a good friend of the Big Rab Show, Mr. Scott Wood. Yeah, Mr. Scott Wood, he has been recently named as the newest member of Scaryvor. Now, if you don't know who Scaryvor are, where have you been? But Scaryvor is basically huge in Celtic uh, Celtic music circles. They're an award-winning band. Just some incredible music. I'd urge you to go and check them out. So Scott has been appointed their new Piper slash Whistle player. So the band made the announcement on their social media on Sunday, as I say. And Scott has noted this as a dream come true for him. He's been a long-term fan of the band. And, yeah, Scott didn't want to give away his age, but he's been a fan for a long time, let's say. (laughs) (laughs) So, Scott, as I say, this has been quoted for him as being a dream come true. So, congratulations, Scott. I'm sure you're going to have a ball playing with Scaryvore. Now, Scott, of course, he replaces their current piper and whistle player, Martin Gillespie. Now, for those of you who know Martin, he can play a storm. What an amazing talent he is. And this is where the sad news comes in. Because he is replacing their current piper, Martin 
because he has sadly developed a neurological condition called focal hand dystonia. Now, this is the same thing that Stuart Cassells had developed. Whenever Stuart was with the Red Hot Chili Pipers, you know, Stuart's possibly one of the best pipers in the world. And, yeah, developed this neurological thing where... It's I don't know, kind of the way to describe it, how someone described it to me, was that your head gets separated from your hand. Does that make any sense? You know, the brain tells your hand to do something, you know, to play a series of notes, and the hand just won't do it. So this is like a proper neurological condition, and unfortunately Martin is developing this. He's currently going through it at the moment, which is horrible. So, in the band statement itself, apparently this... Neurological condition causes Martin to have involuntary spasms, it often causes him pain and discomfort and results in him not being able to perform to the level that he's used to. And rather than let the band down, he's decided to take a step back and the band have now appointed the incredibly talented Scott Wood. So, as sorry as we are to see Martin Gillespie go... Yeah, I have to say a massive thanks to Martin for the years of music that you've provided with Scary Voice. Some of the best piping and whistle playing that's been in the Celtic music scene for a long while. So it's sad to see him go. But it's also, yeah, a big feather in the cap for Scott Wood, who's been on the Celtic music scene himself as a solo artist uh, for the last number of years. So to see him team up with Scary Scary Voice... It's yeah, it's no mean feat. So congratulations to Scott. I think he's definitely going to be in good company there in Scary War. If anything, they're going to be on stage over the next couple of weeks. So hopefully there will be a few videos of it online, and we can get to hear the kind of the new stuff. Yeah, so that's all interesting. Grant. So that was the news that dropped on Sunday. Now I have to talk about the Field Marshal Montgomery CD. If you haven't got a copy of this yet, why not? I've been going on about it in every single podcast now for ages. I seem to be repeating myself. But yeah, finally got our hands on it. It arrived in the mail here in my house there over the weekend. And yeah, I've had a chance to dissect this CD track by track by track. And I have picked out quite a number of favourites already. Which keeps changing every single day. I'll be honest, it hasn't been out of my car stereo. If you guys haven't got yourself a copy yet, why not? You have to get it. It's <laughs> incredible. I, I can't sell it enough to a piping fan. If you haven't got it yet, go on to the Field Marshal Montgomery's website. It's up there in the shop. And it's, yeah, Impact. It's their latest album. Recorded live at the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall there, ahead of last year's Worlds. So, yeah, after that concert, they went on to win the World Championships. So you get to hear the band do their concert thing. And then go on to lift the world title. So it's definitely a band in good form. So, yeah. On last checking, there was only about 600 left. Now, as I did mention before, these are limited edition I'm really glad I've got myself a copy, to be honest, because once they go out of print, I have no clue what will happen. No idea. I don't think the band has any plans at all as to what happens once all of these CDs go. I think once they go, they're gone. So that's it. They're a two-disc special edition live recording of the concert, and there's 10 tracks in each CD. So that's 20 tracks of music for, what, 10 10 pounds? 10 pounds in GB money? Do you know what I mean? £10 sterling, I don't know what it is in dollars, but yeah, 
definitely worth checking out. If you haven't got a copy yet, please go and get a copy of this CD. I can't urge you enough. If you're a piping fan of any note at all, you're going to want this in your collection. Trust me. You can thank me later. <laughs> now, Blairian District Pipe Band. Of course, newly upgraded to Grade 1. We've yet to see them on the competition circle in Grade 1, but we have managed to catch a few little clips of them here and there, especially myself when I attended their band practice. But yes, Blairian District, of course, they have now announced that they are selling their old drums. Remember the blue, kind of blue sparkly with the silver hardware? Yeah, Premier Drums. They're selling 10 of them. HTS 800 Premier Drums, all for sale. So, if any band out there is interested, there you go, now's your chance. These drums, of course, have won countless championships for Blairian District, so you know they're in good nick. Definitely sound the part and look gorgeous too, I have to be honest. Yeah, these are for sale. 10 Premier snare drums, 1 bass drum is also for sale, along with 7 tenors as well. So they're all colour matched, all played by the now famous Blairian District Pipe Band. Yeah, go and get your hands on a set of Premier drums. If your band is looking for a whole outfit of drums, now's your chance. So yeah, you can contact Blairian District Pipe Band through their social media, or you can contact them on the following telephone number, 078 there you go, they're ticking all calls. Now, I think, obviously, they're not going to sell them for a fiver. Realistic offers only, please. I think someone messaged into the show last night saying, uh, Rab, would they take a tenner for them? I said, that's a pound of drum. I don't think so. So, <laughs> so yeah, Blairian District, selling their drums. Go and get your hands on them, because they'll definitely make your band look the part, as well as sound the part, too. Because, let's face it, they've won countless championships with these drums. Anyway... Right, last wee bit of piping news. The Blackthorn Piping Society here in Northern Ireland closed its doors for the last time this year. Uh, yeah, I did mention in our previous podcast that their featured piper was Alan McPherson, and that was at their last meeting there. The videos are all up on the Rab Show Facebook page, and you get to see Alan and everyone else who you know was at the event. Go check it out. That's definitely worth looking at. So Alan, I have to be honest, Alan McPherson played a Peabrook set. Now, I'm probably going to get a load of slagging for this, but I don't understand Peabrook. Right? Now, I know you guys are all going, what? But you're a piping fan. I know, but I just don't get it. I understand what it is, and I appreciate it for what it is. You know, I I do understand that Peabrook is essentially classical music on the bagpipes. If anything, some people have said that it was you know, what bagpipes were designed for. They were designed to play Peabrook. So I do appreciate it. I completely understand what it is. You start with start with the ground and then the variation and then you go back to the ground again. But, you know, for one tune to last over 30 minutes, <laughs> you know, as a drummer, it just makes me kind of scratch my head and think, what's going on? But, yeah... If anything, I got my eyes opened. On occasion, especially when watching the big events like the Glamphitic and stuff, and you get people, you know, the Lament for the Children is one that really stands out. That was the first time I heard a pre-rock, listened to it all the way through, and I actually thought to myself, that's kind of badass. Well, Alan, at the Blackthorn Piping Society, he played a pre-rock set. Now, it only lasted about 20 minutes, I say only, 
But man, was I sucked in. It was a fantastic performance. I would urge you to go and check it out. It's on the Big Rap Show Facebook page. Plus, it's on the Blackthorn Piping Society page as well. They have the video up there of, of the performance. Definitely go and check it out. If you like Peabrook at all, go and look at it. And even if you're like me and you don't like it, <laughs> well, that's a bit strong. I do like it. But um, if you don't understand it, I think... Go and have a look at this. It's definitely worth looking at. Because perhaps like me, you could get sucked into the music and just get lost in it. It's fantastic. Also, as well as talking about Alan McPherson and Peabrook performances, I have to give a special mention to the Hassan family, who done a big performance at the Blackthorn Piping Society. The whole family was there, all playing. And it was really, really cool. It was great to see. So congratulations to the Hassan family who performed there at the last event of the year. So I have to say congratulations to everyone at the Blackthorn Piping Society this year. They had a stellar, stellar winter season uh, with a massive lineup. You know, whenever you look at the pipers who were there at the Piping Society this year, definitely worth looking at, you know. That's some of the who's who of the piping world. So you think as the winter season rolls in, there's not much happening. That's when the Blackthorn Piping Society kicks off. So they're worth looking at, definitely. Anyway, I have to give a special mention, before I finish the piping news, to our good friends, the Grace Node Vortex. Because not too long ago, on their social media, they announced that they're going to be recording another episode. Now, uh, I have to admit, my heart kind of skipped a beat and thought, Yes! Come on! <laughs> I am a massive fan of the Grace Note Vortex. A lot of people kind of slag me off saying, oh crap, are they not your competition? No, we're not in competition at all. If anything, I think the more podcasts about piping and drumming, the better. Do you know? Further our big, our big piping world, all over the world. So if you haven't yet, go and check out the Grace Note Vortex. Tell them the Big Rab Show sent you. And tell them that we said hi. Because the Grace Note Vortex is three guys now. And they all sit around and they discuss the piping world amongst themselves. And they record it. And you get to just sit and listen to the whole conversation. It's fascinating stuff. Sometimes it can be hilariously funny, by the way. So, yeah, definitely worth a listen. And they're now going to be recording another episode. Now, this is running up to the first major of the season, which is only around the corner. The British Championships is just... Oh, it's so painfully close, it's not funny. But, yeah, I cannot wait for the first major. So, the Grace Note Vortex are going to be recording another episode ahead of the British Championships. Of course, they're going to be looking at the season before it unfolds and hopefully giving us their picks and possible predictions as to who they think will win and lose and all of that sort of stuff. And we will be doing exactly the same here in the Big Rab Show. Yeah, we'll be breaking down each and every grade all ahead of whenever the season starts so yeah you have that to look forward to yeah and go and check it out on the grace note vortex they are available on itunes and that as well yeah because they hopefully will be down or downloading they will hopefully be uploading their next episode soon grace note vortex guys if you're listening get the finger out we need another episode (laughs) grant that's all to come well guys that's it for the piping news. Apart from, oh yeah, there was one super massive big announcement. The tickets for the World Pipe Band Championships are now available. Yes! Oh my god. 
at the the announcement happened yesterday. The Pipe and Life Festival formally opened its doors and announced that you know the dates for the Pipe and Life Festival. They gave a little teaser as to what's going to be happening. Now I say a little teaser because yeah, it was very little to be honest. Didn't really tell us much. They told us. You know, all the various different piping events, you know, you have Pipe Idol, and then you have the quartet competition, the international quartets, stuff like that, that we've expected, you know, from previous years. You know, that's all in there, and that's all happening again. So, yeah, can you believe it? (laughs) I'm so excited, it's not funny. So, yeah, the tickets for the World Championships are now available. So, let's look at the prices. Because you can go onto theworlds.co.uk and go and buy them now, ahead of time. And if anything, I would urge you to go and do that. Because see, standing queuing at the gate to get in that morning, it's a disaster. It's a total disaster. People are hunting for their money and standing there. Oh, how many tickets should we get? Should we get one or two or maybe three? Or Is Johnny coming? Is Johnny coming? Does Johnny need a ticket? Disaster. Get your tickets pre-ordered. Have them in your back pocket. Skip the queue and just walk in. The wee guy in the yellow coat, you got a ticket? And just flap it in his face and say, let me in, silly man. There you go. That's the way to do it. Get your tickets ordered. Right, let's look at the prices. Now, starting on the Friday, Friday the 11th, admission for an adult is £5. Now, that's not bad. £5 sterling for the qualifying day and all you're going to get is grade one bands. Now, that's not bad. Now, to be fair, there's not much in the way of vendors. Remember we had this discussion before on the podcast. Yeah. Vendors on qualification day is pretty poor. You maybe have a couple of chip vans and that's basically it. That's not much. But, yeah, you have a field full of grade one bands all urging to qualify for the grade one final. So the standard of music on that day, extremely high. So I would urge you, if you're going over at all to the World Championships, you're going to want to go for both days. So yeah, tickets are a fiver for the Friday. And then for the Saturday, on the day of the final itself, tickets are 13 quid. There you go. So but if you want to get a two-day ticket, which is probably best, it's £16. There you go. So that covers you for the Friday and the Saturday. Now they do say purchase no later than Thursday the 10th at 6pm. So there you go. You have right the way up until the Thursday before you have to get your tickets. Otherwise, you'll be one of those people standing at the gate in the rain, trying to get your money out of your bag, trying to figure out if Wee Johnny needs a ticket or not. (laughs) Definitely pre-order your tickets. It means so much more difference to your experience in general. Go and get them. Now, I have to say, ticket prices on the day as well also jump yeah, so that's the price for, you know, general admission pre-order tickets, but they throw an extra few quid on the day. So if you're standing in that queue at the gate, you have to pay more as well. So yeah, for the two-day ticket, it's 20 quid. So, yeah. So I have to say, if you're going to be paying for a family ticket, now this is for two adults and up to three kids, for the two-day ticket, it's £37. I don't know what that is in dollars. You may as well say it's about forty pound, forty forty quid sterling. So whatever that is in US dollars or Australian dollars, I'm not entirely sure, but that's kind of steep. So mm, but you know what? I know some people would they wouldn't care what the price is. They would pay a mortgage just to get through that gate. So yeah, 
I think. <laughs> Ticket prices aside, the World Championships is certainly not overpriced for what you get. As soon as you get access to the park, you know, this is the mecca of the piping world. Let's face it, it's Glasgow Green. It's World's Weekend. It's possibly the biggest weekend of the year in the piping calendar. You're not not going to be there. Do you know what I mean? If you're in Glasgow at all. <laughs> Anyway, so that was the big news that dropped. Go on to pipeandlive.co.uk plus go on to theworlds.co.uk. Details are trickling onto both websites at the moment. I say not much details has been released yet as to what's happening during Pipe and Live yet. Don't worry, if developments happen and there's more announcements, we will let you know. One such announcement really is the Peat Bog Ferries. Yeah, and the Celtic music scene, they're holding a concert during Piping Live. And that's definitely going to be worth checking out. Pete Bog Ferries took piping in a more kind of, what do you call it, EDM, electronic dance music, I think. Even if that's, that's not correct, you know, they took it in a weird electronic kind of uh, direction. It's very strange to describe. Um, if you ever listen to the Rab Show uh, on the live show, we play some Pete Bog Fairies on there and it's really interesting music and they're going to be playing during Pipe and Live this year. So definitely that's going to be worth checking out. But that, that was the only one they really announced. You know, so it's early doors yet. It's only April and yeah, <laughs> here's hoping as the months and weeks fly by towards the biggest week in the piping calendar, we get to hear more what's happening during Pipe and Live. So... Get yourself along to those couple of websites. You'll get to find out all the juicy gossip of what's happening in sunny Glasgow in that fabled week in August. That, I, uh, it's just Christmas. I may as well have an advent calendar for World Week. <laughs> well, folks, that's it for the piping news for this week. Time for me to go and throw up my heels, get a cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Hello, this is Scott Wood, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. The Big Rap Show on Fuse FM, Balmont. Tuesday nights, 7pm to 9. They are the show for the piping folk. Reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. Celtic music, folk music, solo piping and of course, pipe bands. Bagpipes are your thing? Tune in to The Big Rap Show. The Big Rap Show, Tuesday nights, 7 till 9, on Fuse FM, Money. Well now, here on the Big Rab Show podcast, we have a regular feature. It's the topic of the week. Yes indeed, yes indeed. It's time for the topic of the week here in the Big Rab Show podcast. And yeah, this is a topic actually that I'm bringing from the live show. We were talking about this last night on the live show on Fuse FM, and as soon as I asked the question, I immediately regretted it. <laughs> because the amount of messages we get in about this was not funny. So, yeah, I thought to myself, this is a pretty big topic. This needs talked about on the podcast. So, I'll start with asking you, if any of you guys have any opinions at all on this, please get in contact with the show. We want to hear from you. Send us an email, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Plus, you can reach us on the Facebook page, which is The Big Rab Show on Facebook, and the Twitter account as well, which is at Big Rab Show. But yeah, definitely give our Facebook page a thumbs up and send us a message or an email or whatever. And yeah, 
we will get back to you. This is a massive, massive topic area, which again, as I said earlier about another topic, has loads of different arms to it. So, let's start. This all began whenever I read a story about a ve- about the Vale of Pipe Band. We all know the Vale. We all know and love them very well. Of course, such legendary pipers as Gordon Duncan came from the band, the Vale of Pipe Band. So, I read a story. The Vale of Pipe Band are scheduled to attend two competitions here in Northern Ireland. Now, this... It's kind of unusual because these are what's known here as domestic competitions. Now, they're not the big majors. You're not talking the European. You're not talking the British, the Scottish, the UKs. These are just small provincial competitions, as we call them, domestic ones. We have a domestic calendar that our association runs alongside the major calendar. So this kind of posed the question. The Vale of Ahel Pipe Band are coming over to compete in Bangor on the 13th of May. And then they're going to be competing in Lisburn on the 5th of August. Now this kind of posed the question. As awesome as it is to see the Vale of Ahel coming up and playing in these small competitions. It also raises, raises a load of questions. Now the Vale of Ahel Pipe Band quite clearly are doing these two competitions to get a run out on the field ahead of a major. There's Bangor competition that they won there the 13th of May. That's the week before the first major of the season. So it makes perfect sense. Vale of Ahel, they want to have a good run on the grass before they go to the first major. So that makes perfect sense. Also, whenever they come to Lisburn on the 5th of August. August, of course, what's coming? It's the World Championships. So the Vale are looking for a dry run on the grass before they hit the begin in Glasgow. So it makes perfect sense. But then this raised the question. If the Vale of Athol, Pipe Band and Grade 1 are going to be coming to these small provincial competitions, will this attract other bands to do the same? Now recently we talked about the draw for the British Championships. We talked about Douko Triumph Street and Simon Fraser University, both bands from Canada entered into the British Championships. Now this in itself was a massive news story and was, yeah, everyone was just applauding and saying how amazing this is. Brilliant, we love to see you coming. Fantastic, cannot wait to the start of the season. But it also raised the question, if these guys can come to the British, what's to stop another, but you know, load of bands from say, Australia or New Zealand? coming over and competing for the European? Or what's to stop some North American bands coming over to try and compete for the UK Championships? You know, will we start to see our major championship calendar begin to grow with more international bands? Now this is a big topic area. And one, to be fair, my own personal answer would be I wish it would happen. It would be brilliant. Because it only ever seems to be We get to see all of these international bands at these big competitions in the piping calendar once a year. We get to see them at the World Championships and then they go home. And that's it. But it also brings in an awful load of topics like finance. Like it costs a serious amount of money to transport a band from one country to another. I completely understand that. It's a big logistical operation. 
So it also raises the question, should our major championships be more international? Should our European championships, European championships, instead of just being held in the UK, also be held in Europe? Take it abroad. Throw it in Spain, France, Germany, Austria, Netherlands. There's massive piping scenes all over Europe. You know, why not have the European championships over there? It would probably be really well attended. I think I remember one year the European Championships happened in Belgium. I remember specifically because I think there was only a handful of bands from the UK actually went to it. One of which was the Field Marshal Montgomery Pipe Band. Who were going for the Grand Slam. They were on a roll. They were having such a magical season. They were winning prizes all around them. And they wanted to continue with their Champion of Champions prize, you know, points. So they wanted another title win. They wanted to win that European. So if it meant travelling to Belgium, that's what they did. So I guess, is it down to motivation of bands? You know, how much, you know, how much do you want to achieve in competitive circles? You know, do you want to attend every single major in the major calendar? Or does it basically go down to logistics? The sheer cost... To, to do that is just incredible. And if anything, it's probably something us bands, men and women here in the UK and Ireland, we take completely for granted. You know, and yeah, there was an email in there from Tracy from Texas. He says, you know, there's only two pipers in her whole town. Now, if I step out my front door here in my house, my next door neighbours are pipers. And just down the road from me, I've got a couple of drummers who live there. Straight up the road, there's a drum major. <laughs> you know, within 10 minutes of my house, I could form another pipe band. Well, granted, they're all playing for different bands at the minute, but yeah, do you know what I mean? Like in Northern Ireland, if we throw a stone, like people laughed at me when I said this the last time, but it's true. You throw a stone and you'll, you'll hit someone who knows something about pipe bands in Northern Ireland. So whenever it comes to an international field, I don't know. It's difficult to tell. So, the reason I wanted to chat about it. The Vale of Athol coming over to a Northern Ireland domestic competition throws the doors wide open now. Why aren't other bands doing this? Why aren't other bands now coming to attend little small domestic calendar competitions more often? I think it does kind of bare bones crux of it is money, finance and time. Money and finance, same thing, Rab. What are you talking about? But yeah, it is. It's all down to that. You know, it's availability of people. How much time can you commit away from possible day jobs, family, all of that sort of stuff to go and compete at a piping event, you know, that might not be as well attended as the World Championships. You know what I mean? It's not a massive event. Banger competition... It's not huge, not going to lie. It's not a massive, massive competition, but it is pretty big. It's pretty well attended by bands here, especially in Northern Ireland and the Republic. And yeah, here we have now the Vale of Athol coming over to have a pop. So, you know, it bodes well for the domestic calendar. I'm sure the guys who are organising these competitions are rubbing their hands because now that the Vale of Athol has been entered, now hopefully we're going to see Police Service of Northern Ireland, PSNI. Plus, you never know, we might have Blairian District competing as well. And then, you might have Field Marshal. Field Marshal might make an, uh, you know, an attempt at it. 
plus a field marshal is going to be there, Vale of Atal is going to be there, and those other two, you may attract the St. Lawrence at all. And then, do you know, it kind of snowballs like this. There seems to be, once one band's gone, another one wants to have a go, and then another one, and another one, and another one, and it just rolls and rolls and rolls. And before you know it, you have a massive grade one. Now, this isn't just specific to grade one, I have to add. This also applies to all the other grades. You know, why not have it for grade 3B? There should be more bands coming from all over to have that little trial run before they hit the first major. So, yeah, as much as this raises a question as to why it doesn't happen too often, I kind of do understand why it doesn't happen so often. But also, it raises a question about the domestic season. Now, our local associations spend a crazy amount of money running these competitions each and every week, every Saturday, throughout different locations all throughout Northern Ireland. Now, they're all incredibly well run. I can't slag them at all. And that's probably a downside on my part. (laughs) I'd love to come on the podcast and say, Ah, they're terrible! But no, they do a fantastic job. And they have done for years. Every competition seems to run without a hitch. And it's just, yeah, a testament to the hard work by the men and women of our association. But, there is a but on this question. On this sentence, I should say. Because, are we getting bang for our buck? These guys work incredibly hard to organise these competitions, these provincial ones, all through Northern Ireland. And some of them are really poorly attended. Both by bands and spectators alike. And it's really disheartening. You know, you think to yourself, these guys have worked for months to get this competition off the ground. And they open the gates of the competition that morning. And that's it. You know, you could see tumbleweeds flying around. Bands arrive. The bands have their, you know, their wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, their kids... But they're all associated with the bands. You know, they're not pulling in outsiders. Do you know what I mean? And it's going to be the same group of spectators each and every week. There's no new people being drawn in to what is essentially a weekly thing. So I guess the question is, is there a future for the domestic season? It's been said before on the Big Rab Show, especially on the live show, that there's too many domestic competitions. That having them each and every week through the piping season is too much and bands lose focus. Because throughout the piping season, for example, you could go to a competition one week and get soaked in the rain. Now that could completely set all of your instruments back and say the following week is a major and the sun shines. But yet you're still dealing with wet instruments. (sighs) You know, so... Does that mean that you don't compete at the domestic ones now and you just do the major championships? Now, one such band that has made that choice in the past is the Field Marshal Montgomery. They have foregone plenty of competitions in the domestic season to concentrate specifically on the major championships. Now, to be honest, we can't blame them because of incidents like that. Plus, they have a large international membership. Flying these guys in from all over the world to come and compete in Cookstown? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Sometimes spending this crazy amount of money getting a band onto the field, it doesn't justify it. Do you know what I mean? When you're competing for the Mid-Ulster Championships, let's say. 
Although the organisers of the Mid-Ulster Championships will completely disagree with me. Um, but yeah, the domestic calendar, I believe it does have a future. But I do think some things need to change. Now, I could be talking about the domestic season in Scotland because there's one there as well. Competitions happen on a Sunday in Scotland. That's their domestic season. With major championships happening as the major championships happen on a Saturday. So, is there a future for the domestic season? You know, in other countries. I can only really talk for Northern Ireland. As far as the changes I would like to see happening. Number one, top of my priority list. If I was sitting down with the RSPBA in Northern Ireland and I was to tell them this is what I would like to see done. Number one, top of the pile, marketing. <laughs> Let's face it, our major championships are major championships. They're a massive draw. They bring bands, men, women, supporters all throughout the piping world from all over the world. And they have no problem drawing a large crowd. Domestic competitions, however, don't have that same appeal. Do we really care? Are we concerned about who wins the County Antrim Championship? Do you know what I mean? I think marketing would play a massive part in bringing in a bigger audience. And that's what the piping world should be doing at the moment. Trying to bring in a bigger audience. Telling new people what we do and how amazing it is. And we're not all those buskers standing on street corner trying to squeak our way through Scotland the Brave. Some of us are some of the best musicians in the world. But yeah, for some reason, our events like this go unnoticed. So, yeah. What I believe should change, number one, top of the pile, marketing. Then once you've attracted people to your event, then make the event more attractive for the spectator. As well as bands standing and competing in a circle, let's do something else. There has been other events in the past. I think it was in Banbridge competition, there was a stage. And this was away from the competing arena, but there was a stage. And on that stage, they had the likes of Braybrack. The Red Hot Chili Pipers played on it. All sorts of great local talent played on it as well. And you know, it drew a crowd in itself. People heard the music from the road and thought, Oh, what's that? Came in, they paid their £5 entry fee, whatever it was, stood and watched the guys on the stage, and then looked over across the field and said, Oh, there's more pipe bands over there. Come on, we'll go and see what they're doing. And, you know, before you know it, Mr. Joe Bloggs, who's just walked in off the street, has spent the whole day there. He's bought himself a programme. He's invested in who's going to win and lose. He's eating burgers and drinking tea along with everyone else. And then he goes home that night and tells all his mates, Oh, guess what? I just had the best day. I seen these guys cut the Red Hot Chili Pipers and they were awesome playing ACDC. And then I found that there was a whole competition thing going on. And I uh, have no idea who won, but somebody won. And there was a bunch of people who lost. And there was a big parade at the end of it. And they all went home and they were all happy. And guys with trophies and all. It was great. You know, it's that. It, we need kind of, I don't know, advertise ourselves better. <laughs> I suppose, whenever it comes to the domestic calendar. Because like I said, the major calendar takes care of itself. Come on. The World Championships, do you really think that's going to be poorly attended? (laughs) 
It's the biggest event in the piping calendar and it sells itself. It doesn't need advertising. People already know it exists. You know you're going to draw thousands of people to Glasgow all just for this one event. So, yeah, with our domestic calendar, with not having any advertising and uh, and that, are we really going to get massive attendances at at the Mid-Ulster Championships or the County Antrim or, do you know what I mean? Yeah, on the domestic calendar, I honestly think it's one of those things that just kind of slips in under the radar. Bands work furiously hard all year to attend all of these competitions and our associations also work incredibly hard to run all of these events now i'm not slagging our association at all i'm saying they do a fantastic job if anything i don't envy them sometimes it's sometimes a pretty difficult job and yeah you know could be bashing their head against a wall sometimes but yeah they work so incredibly hard to make these events as successful as they are to run without a hitch then why not advertise it? Why not tell everyone that this event is happening? Hey, come and see this! There's going to be like 50 bands coming and competing to be the County Antrim champion. Come and check it out. Do you know what I mean? Why not do that? I, I, I don't know. This is a massive topic area. And it all spun off from seeing the entry of the Vale of Pipe Band. Now, I, for one, think it's fantastic to see the Vale of Applepipe Band coming over to Northern Ireland and duking it out in Grade 1 for these domestic titles. I think it's fantastic. I completely understand what they're doing. They're here to have a dry run. It's basically a weekend's practice for them, but with a judge giving them a mark. So, that's completely understandable. But yeah, I hope, I really hope, it opens the door for other Grade 1 bands to hopefully follow suit. That would be fantastic. Now, not only for Grade 1 bands, but also down the grades. Wouldn't it be brilliant to see some Grade 2 bands jumping on a ferry or a plane and coming over here to Northern Ireland and competing at some domestic competitions? Or even around the world? Wouldn't it be incredible to see LA Scots coming over and competing on a domestic competition in Scotland ahead of one of the majors? That's just an example. I'm just picking random names now. But yeah, I think it would be fantastic. If our massive piping world became a little smaller, I suppose. Yeah, and we all competed in each other's domestic calendar. Me, myself, I can only chat for what I want to do. But I would love... One of my ambitions, actually, was number one, to go go and compete at the Las Vegas Games... All because of that story I said on a previous podcast. But just because I think Las Vegas Games just sounds awesome. Uh, There's that. Plus, I would love to go and see a domestic competition in Australia. Or even New Zealand. Or South Africa. Because South Africa has a massive piping scene. You know, just go and see a run-of-the-mill domestic competition ran somewhere else. Now, I understand... Every country has a different way to run things. And that's exactly what I want to see. You know, I know how Northern Ireland competitions go. I know how competitions are ran here in the United Kingdom. I know how they run. You start the day off and then I know exactly how they go to kind of buy the numbers. And that's what I would love to do. I would love to go and see a domestic competition ran, say, there, for example, in Utah. 
You know, I would love to go and see a domestic competition in the States, in Canada, Australia, anywhere, just to see the differences and to get that experience. And then also to draw my own conclusions as to possibly how our own associations can maybe change. Or maybe, is that the whole question at the end of this topic of the week? Are our, are the associations, are they up for change? Do they really want to change? I suppose essentially what we've been doing, for as long as I can remember anyway, competitions have never really changed. The format has always been the same. We chatted about this before, about the format and the organisation of, of competitions. Essentially, it's a tra- tradition and it's not going to change. But little small tweaks around the corners, around the edges, could possibly mean such a massive difference. So, yeah, I don't know what the future holds for our domestic season here in Northern Ireland specifically, but I also don't know what the future holds for domestic seasons around the world. I suppose, with us having a massive piping scene here, if we were to lose our domestic season, we would still have the major championships. There would still be a massive piping culture. We would never really lose sight of our music. But if the domestic season was to fade away in the likes of the States, what would happen to the piping world over there? What would happen to the culture and the music? You know, it's a big question. The domestic season is kind of the linchpin in a lot of different countries around the world. But it's also kind of seen as a pain in the neck in different parts. (laughs) You know, some bands actively avoid it to try and just focus on the majors. I guess, I don't know, essentially it comes up to the pipe major who makes that call and says to himself, right, I'm the pipe major of the Vale of Athol. here's the major championships, I'm going to put an extra couple of dates on here, we're going to Northern Ireland for a couple of times this year. So, food for thought. What are your thoughts? Let me know. That's a massive topic of the week for this week, and I've slabbered enough. Send me your listener mail to bigrabshow at gmail.com. Plus, don't forget to contact us on Twitter at Big Rab Show through the week, plus on Facebook as well, which is The Big Rab Show on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you, especially your voicemails. Please, please, please send us a voicemail, and we will definitely feature you on the show as we did Noel this week. Noel, thank you very much again for your mail. I hope I managed to answer your question, but uh, it's definitely going to be one to dedicate to an entire podcast itself. Right, guys, that's enough for me talking. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast this week. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, good friends there at G1 Reads. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and at g1reads.com. The G1 Platinum Chanter is played by bands around the world, producing that rich, full-bodied tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our Champion of Champions 2016 in Verarian District. Many thanks to our good mates there at G1. And until next time, we'll see you right here in the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.